Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, we got Rudo, and we're joined by special guests who you probably know from a million different places, whether it's former Avalanche player, longtime Washington Capitol, current PWHL head coach of the Minnesota team. Uh, what else we got? Altitude broadcaster as well. That's the it. list Do goes a little on. Rest, little that, yeah. A little <laughs> Ken everything. Lee, thank you for coming on the show, joining hey. us today. We appreciate you. Uh, I wanted to start with, is, is this your first professional head coaching job? Uh, no, I coached in Syracuse for oh, uh, the Tampa okay. Bay Lightning. Yep. Yeah, I, co- I was assistant coach for the Crunch yeah, uh, for coaching, a couple years. Head coaching job. Head coaching. First head, coach? first, okay. first head coaching project. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Definitely. How's it been? You're sitting in second place right now. Feeling yeah. pretty good. Yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, it was obviously a whirlwind getting the job and getting yeah. up there, but... Uh, you know, it, it's exciting. All the games are so tight. Uh, we've had, I think, half our games have been overtime games. Uh, the league is extremely competitive, uh, very balanced. So it's exciting every night, which is it's fun to coach in. It's fun to coach in a world where every night, you know, every point matters and every every period matters. So it's a lot of fun. You played in the NHL for a while. The PWHL does the three-point system. I got to ask, do you like the NHL system or the three-point system better? I actually like the three-point system. Yeah. I, I, I believe you should be rewarded for getting the win in regulation. I, I always had a problem with uh, the old school, I hate to say it, Jacques Lemaire style, where you have one point, try not to lose, <laughs> you know, try not to yeah. lose it kind of thing. So uh, for me personally, I think three points is awesome. Plus it's going to make it, you know, you can make up ground in a hurry. Uh, yeah. If you're, you know, if you think you're out of it, you know, you could make up, you know, you get three wins in a week, all of a sudden there's a quick nine points you just made up. So, so for me personally, I, I kind of like it. I think it'd be a cool thing for the NHL. I know with the records and stuff, it would throw all those way out of whack, but but I also think uh, you know there should be a premium on on winning the regulation. I know it's a National Women's uh, Athletic day, yeah. day, and there's three dudes here with <laughs> Kale right there, so it's awesome. Great look for us. Great for look sure. for yeah. us. Um, <laughs> but your wife Robin's here, and then Tiff's back there. But in a nutshell, because I really want to touch on the league, right? Because I've been very impressed by it, and you and me have talked. Remember this summer, and uh, you know, kind of tell the audience a little bit, like on how it came about and how it was such last-minute notice for you, so to speak. And then, you know, and then that 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 speaks volume for the type of person you are, where you just packed up your stuff and was like, "All right, you know what." Costa Rica is not the place right now. I'm going to Minnesota. So maybe you want to touch up on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, as far as like the league goes, I mean, you're right. They've done an unbelievable job to have a, a one ownership group, uh, form a league of original six teams, uh, then have to go out and get the venues for all those teams, the cities, uh, then get out, market those games. I mean, we yeah. played in front of 14,000, which was a record. Now, apparently, Toronto and Montreal in a couple of weeks is hoping for 18,000 to beat our record. Um, awesome. We've played in front of, you know, five, six, seven thousand almost every night, which is, I mean, a lot more than most minor league teams would ever get. So, uh, you know, it's just been an unbelievable job. I mean, from the uh, the Walter group, the Billie Jean King group being in there together saying, listen, we're going to own the whole thing. We're going to, you know, this is how we're going to do business. We're going to find this. We're going to pick the cities, three American, three Canadian. We're going to market those cities we're gonna you know they're in charge of everybody i mean they pay my salary they pay the um, ottawa's head coach salary i mean it doesn't matter they're paying the bill so they're really trying to make it a very uh tight-knit group making sure things are done right and and then you touched on with me um you know going there last minute it was just a, a situation where 
you know, it, it happened last minute, but for me, it was like, how can I help? And you know what I mean? It was an opportunity to jump on board with a brand new league. Um, I didn't really know what it all got on before, but I really wasn't that concerned with it. I was more just, you know, it was my opportunity to get in. I had coached several of those players before. They're outstanding people, first and foremost, uh, and outstanding players. So uh, as a coach, you want to coach players who want to get better. And, and my total experience as a national team head coach was those players want to get better. And when you look at the six teams, I think the reason there's so much parity is because all six have uh, six to eight national team players, whether it's U.S., Canada, uh, international players so that's why the parity is there is because mm-hmm. of that and then i think the league is only going to get better we did 15 years draft this year next year i believe it's eight so they'll be the top you know if you do eight times six top 40 players say coming out of college will now join the group and then after that the next 40 and then so i think it's just going to continue to get better so it's it's pretty exciting if i'm playing for coach clee what's rule number one what's the one thing i've got to do successfully um, I, I would say you you have to have good habits. I mean, you have to be willing to uh, sprint, make hard puck plays, and and uh, play with passion and grit every day. Those are the things I require to my players. Um, you know, those are everyday habits that that I kind of learned over my long fourth seventeen year career. And uh, you know, now as a coach, I believe if we have those everyday habits, and we'll be successful. So it's it's exciting that way. If uh, we were t- talking about it a little bit, you and I earlier, but because I always get like intrigued by. Uh, wanting to watch it, right? Because it's new, right? And, yeah. and I never really followed the women's game at the Olympics. And, and I know you did, having been, the, you know, with the national team. And that's yeah. what we were talking about earlier, Rudo, just so you're aware. Like, so there's some girls that, especially if you play for the national team, like, they, it's like being a pro, right? They know how to play the game at the pro level. Where here in the NHL, we get those junior guys in the training camp. You're just like, you're pulling your hair. You're like, oh, my Lord, what is this? You know what I mean? And, and they were stars and juniors. So, you know. The cutter the ace of the world. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then you can touch on a little bit on, on how's it been to put those things together. Meaning, like, because you've had, like, the Kendall coins and, you know, the, the players like that and the stars. And then mixing in with, uh, you know, I just want the, the viewers to, to understand, like, it's no different than the NHL where you have to go and teach. It's yeah, uh, I was you know, going to say, I, yeah. you're bang on. I mean, it, yeah. it's exactly correct. Our, our top six players, they're all national team players. They know what's expected every day, how to be a pro. They trained, you know, 365 days a year without even getting paid, which I yeah. was amazed when I was a national team coach they could do it. Now they are getting paid, which is tremendous. But now I've got that next group of players. Like, how do I help them yeah. to become pros every day? They're fresh out of college. I have a you know a good number of players who are, you know, 23, 24, 25. So they're you know they're still young, young adults trying to figure out life. You know, am I going to just be you know go get a job or am I going to be able to keep playing hockey? Now with this league, you know, they're the salaries. I think the average salary is like fifty five thousand. So they can earn enough to to sustain themselves and, and have like a real job, you know, with hockey. So, but again, it is teaching them how to be a pro every day. And yeah. and there's obviously some bumps and I'm sure there's some days where they look <laughs> at me with my computer, like, I don't want to hear from him today, but yeah. you know what? That's my job to, to coach and teach. Yeah. And, uh, and we're definitely having a good time doing it. With a relatively new league, like the PWHL, I know certainly talking to a lot of minor league coaches, there's a, you wear a lot of hats as a head coach down in those leagues. Is that the same for the PWHL? Are there a, a lot of roles you're in, or is it mostly just focusing on the hockey? No, it's mostly focusing on the ho- hockey. I mean, again, that's a credit to the, uh, the league ownership group, is that we have a full-time um, 
uh, we have two full-time trainers. We have a full-time equipment person. We have a full-time social media person. We have a full-time regular media person. We have a GM, a team a hockey ops person. Like we have all those roles kind of, uh, filled with each team, you know, each city kind of has their own as well as the league has their overall, you know, group that kind of, you know, I think there's maybe six vice presidents, I think in the different kind of areas, yeah. whether it's marketing, whether it's, uh, you know, hockey ops, whether it's game ops, you know, those sort of things. So, so they are really trying to do it the right way. I mean, the Walter group, obviously by him owning the Dodgers and Chelsea, I think they, he has quite a extensive background in sport. So, uh, you know, he knows the way it should be run and, and definitely, you know, their group together with Stan Caston. I mean, they've been unbelievable. It, obviously pretty early on in the season yet for you guys, but there is there are rivalries built yet. Are there, is there one team you guys hate to play? Um, you know, it's interesting because the big difference with the girls and, and guys are the girls will kind of like, I don't want to say hug it out right after the game, but they, they the guys will wait till they get to the bar later and then they'll <laughs> hug it out. But but the girls are like right after the game talking to their, you know, ex-teammates or people that yep. they played with somewhere along the way. And, and which, again, I find is a little bit different, but there's definitely they get a hatred out there on the ice for each other. And you can see it. I mean, it, it used to just be Canada, USA, but now, you know, it's starting to come with with us. We played everybody. I don't think we've even played everybody twice yet, but we're pretty close. We're at nine games, so we're getting pretty close to that, to playing everybody twice. So you can already tell there's there's a little bit of rivalry getting in there for sure. And I know that we're talking a little bit about the, the, the conditions of the facilities and all that kind of stuff and, and, and on the road. And I now you've, you said nine games. You've been on the road. You've traveled. So has everything been up to par and what, what, what it was advertised? I'm sure, again, as a new business like anything else, there's always, you know, some hiccups here. Yeah, and there. You know I, I would mean? say to me you know. that's been the biggest challenge for the league is the travel because um, so you know we fly commercial for the Minnesota team. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Long way we, to go. we have the yeah. furthest travel for sure, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean just the way you know we have a a um, so I've been told we have one travel agency trying to book all the flights, but they weren't really booked right after the games because mm. some of the venues are still in flux. So it's hard to book flights when you don't know. Like we played in Bridgeport the other day to play New York. When we go there in a few weeks, we're going to play at uh, USB where the Islanders play. So whether you're playing in those two sites is kind of where you fly into. So I think some of that is just because they're still trying to figure out venues. And and, and I certainly don't fault the the travel agency for that or the size of planes, right? It's tough. We can't get a direct flight to Ottawa on a plane big enough from Minnesota to fit all of our gear and our trunks and all the stuff that comes with a pro team. Um, so, so we have had a couple of those issues where we've had, uh, you know, I said, we, I went to Europe twice in my first two trips. We had a, like a three 30 wake up call after Oof. a game and then bust took an early flight back. And the other one, we had a 2 AM wake up call bus two and a half hours, and then got on a flight. So, so it, we've had a few little hiccups yeah, like that, but it's, yeah, I mean, Hey, it's pro sports. So you, you gotta go where they tell you. But the conditions, like the locker rooms and everything, like everything's been up to like advertise. Yeah. And, I think you know, those are all coming. Like again, yeah. our first game in Boston, um, that were playing out of the UMass Lowell yeah. rink, and and they were in the Boston team had a pretty good setup, but the visiting team really didn't. Now we've been back there a second time. Now we were where they were the first time, and now they've moved over to one of the UMass Lowell locker rooms where they vacated just for you know the day, so that that way it's a better setup for both teams. So um, they, they you know those are things that again. I credit the league to not be set like, no, well, that's just the way it's going to be for this year. Yeah. They are actively, you know, if it's not right, they're saying, hey, we're making a change. You know, I, and I, 
I believe we're actually, we've already got one coming as far as Minnesota because we were supposed to play at Ritter, which is like a 3,200-seat arena. Now we're playing at Mariucci, which is a six 7,000-seat arena, which that's that's the number of fans we've been drawing consistently. So, so again, it's to me, it's a credit to the league to not be so rigid or set in their way to say, well, we've already planned this, so that's what we're going with. They're, they're flexible enough and good enough uh, business people to say, hey, if we can make it better, let's do that. I know Eric's going to say pool into this question, but <laughs> best player in the PWHL right now. Best player in the PWHL right now. I, I got to go with Lee Stecklight, my number one D. I mean, she is a rock star, and she's uh, you know a phenomenal player, phenomenal person. Uh, plays thirty minutes a night for me. I mean, it's <laughs> she is. I mean, just like having a you know a Larry Robinson, Rob Blake combination back there she's big she's physical she's moves pucks she plays on the kill she plays on the power play for me she's she's lights out good so i, I to me she's definitely up there in that in that ranking but you know that obviously Poulan's a good player you know there's you know we have some other girls who are putting up good numbers uh taylor heisey's a young she was the first overall pick she plays for me she's you know trying to find her way to be a pro so so it's exciting a D in the NHL likes the D player as a head coach. Well, yeah, too, who's going to give credit to the D except for, except for a former defenseman? Shut half your brain off when you play D. <laughs> Come on, man. We all know that. Can he play with half a brain for a thousand That's games? A, off the glass right? and out, baby. Save. <laughs> Keep it going. Um, what uh, I, I wanted to touch on your goaltender, too. Like, uh, does she have Colorado connection? She yeah, pure, Nicole yeah. Hensley. Yeah, I was gonna say she's probably my number, my second pick yeah. right now, for, as far as my team goes. Yeah, like she's been lights out. She's been great. She's a national team goalie. Uh, grew up playing at Foothills. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. played yeah. at Foothills Flyers and then played uh, Colorado Select. Uh, had a great career in Lindenwood, where she saw. I think she broke NCAA records. She averaged like sixty plus shots a game, like just having to stand on her head every game just to keep them competitive. She first came to the national team when I was coaching, and I uh, said, hey, you're going to have 20, 25 shots, but you're going to have to make a couple point blankers. And so that's going to – it's a change. You know, Eric, like yeah. for a goalie, it's easy if you get 60 shots. Because then, yeah. you know what I mean? But if, if you're only getting 20, but you're going to have a couple breakaways, you know, that's the difference in a, a good goalie and a great goalie. And that's where she has really excelled, um, you know, in, in her game for me. She's been awesome. She's kept us in games, made huge saves at big times. You know, as a, as a goaltender, that's what you need. And, you know, that's why we have a winning record because of that. And it's fun for athletes like that to see something where professionally, like you said, they can they see a future, not just play college hockey, but, you know, for all the girls in Colorado, they can, you know, go to college and then there's something after. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's, it's just like it's, it's big. And maybe that leads us to our, you know, you're breaking it. Maybe we'll get into the top five after with Kenny. It'd be interesting to see Kenny's thoughts, thoughts on, on that. I, yeah. I, one thing I want to ask before. You spent most of your career in Washington. Played a short stint here in Colorado. Yep. Why Colorado? Why'd you choose to stay here? Um, we actually chose to live here long before I played here. Okay, we, there you uh, go. When I first made the NHL in 94, uh, Dave Poulin was one of my teammates, and he's a great man. Um, he was finishing his career. I think he went on the next year to coach at Notre Dame. And he just said, if I'd give you some advice, it's buy where you want to live in the summer, not where you play, because, you know, eventually you and your wife are going to start having kids. You're going to have your best friends are going to be your neighbors and you're going to have the perfect setup until you get that phone call. And then your life is going to flip upside down. It's no longer going to be home. You know, it's going to feel weird. Your neighbors aren't going to understand. Your kids aren't going to understand. So if you always have a place to call home, it's uh, it's a good thing for your family. So. We used to look around. We'd go around to weddings, right? You're young in your 20s. You're in the <laughs> NHL in the summer. You travel around to weddings, right? There you go. You, know, yeah. you do the circuit. Yeah. 
And uh, so we looked and looked and looked, and we came here, I think, twice. And the second time, we were like, you know what? We're buying a house here. We're going to go up in the foothills. We wanted to be in Breck, but then we thought it was too far for the airport. So we ended up just being, like, in the Morrison, like, by Red Rocks. And, uh, yeah, it's been home. And we've always known it's going to be home. And, you know, every year we come back. And sure enough, later in my career, I got traded at the deadline. I got waived. I got you know, sent down. I had all the ups and downs that careers go, you know, especially if you play a long time. And, and it was always great to be able to call Colorado home. So playing here was a, was a gift. I actually called my agent and said, Hey, call the abs, tell them I'll take a pay cut. I want to play one year <laughs> at home be because at home, I know yeah. it'll help me later in, yeah. in my life. But, but it was more, it wasn't a hockey decision. It was a life decision. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's why we chose to live here. Awesome. I grew up in Lakewood, so in my neck of the woods. Over there you there go. Too. That's it. We're uh, big Red Rocks fans in yeah, tiny town. Like yeah. we lived right by tiny town. Yep. I went there a lot when I was a kid. So. <laughs> uh, if you want to experience the Natures of Colorado, Natures of Colorado provides an amazing grade of cannabis uh, and a vast array of options that you can get. So be sure to go check them out, especially if you live in northeastern Colorado. They have a ton of amazing different options that you can get when you hit them up for different locations, uh, including... Log Lane Village and multiple others. I don't live in northern Colorado. Sorry, I don't know where some of these places are. Uh, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Millican. I know where Millican is. All right. I'm, I'm not completely lost out there. But go check them out. Visit a location and mention DNVR or go online and use code DNVR to get a bunch of deals, including $99 ounces every day. Uh, you can also get uh, $85 ounces for anything off the shelf. Exquisite extracts buckets for $15. Make sure to use that DNVR code when you hit up Natures of Colorado. And then be sure you're going over to Bet365 too. Right now, Bet365 has a bunch of amazing deals, but if you put in $5 and you bet $5 on an NHL game with the DNVR365 code at sign up, you get $150 in bonus bets. So Rudo hits all his best, just so you know. Depends on the it's day. Parlays. Depends on the day. Some days I do well, some days not as well. But whatever it is you're betting on, whether it be the Avs or any other game, doesn't even have to be hockey. Get in on whatever you want with Bet365 uh, and use your bonus bets. Have a little bit of fun with it. You got the big football game coming up. You can put all sorts of ridiculous bets on that, too, if you want to jump in on it. Just uh, ask all of the the whole All-City crew down at the uh, at Radio Row. So you can get on in on it one way or another with Bet365. Use that DNVR365 code when you sign up, of course. And when you do sign up, you must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We have a Bet365 top five for you that are the top five cities for expansion for the PWHL. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious what Ken thinks about this, especially because you have the long travel in Minnesota. But number five, Eric would not let me make this list yeah, without putting Quebec City on there. Interesting. You, Interesting pick. Yeah, no, no, I mean, the Canadian fans are huge, right? I mean, they, they love it. So it's uh, that would be right in, in the wheelhouse for Ottawa and, and Montreal and the rivalry and everything. So uh, that, 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 that makes sense. I mean, it's been what now? I... I I stopped counting, you know, for the return of the Nordiques. <laughs> it's, it's like, that, and the that's how we got you here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, the the, the amateurs, are, the, the the fans are so like, 
I don't know if it's like, oh, is this, I think they've given up. Like, this is never going to happen. You know what I mean? So why not? You I mean, know, they, like they Ottawa. certainly have the facilities with. Oh, the, I mean, they the built the thinking in Vegas. Center, is the only yeah. one that uh, remember they it was it was yeah, between them and Vegas. They got they rejected the on money. their expansion bid. Yeah, non-refundable is a lot of money. It's like ten million bucks. Whatever. It was crazy. And then uh, they were devastated when Vegas got it. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't run the league. I don't know, but. When it comes down to expansion for this, then with Montreal, Ottawa, like you said, being in the wheelhouse and depend, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you don't know yet either of where, what level they want to get to uh, numbers wise, right? But why not? I'm from there. It's a nice one. So for the, for the Bet365 top five, I was like, <laughs> Quebec City is probably a good one. So that's where it came from. Uh, number four, Chicago. Imagine that would help out your travel a little bit. It's not too far from from yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, that would be outstanding. There. And there's a good, uh, obviously, a great hockey following in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, they've got you know the Hawks, the Wolves. You know, they've got the Steel. They've got you know different levels, but there there is a, a big program there with Mission and, and different Wind, Windy City, different programs. So yep. yeah, I think Chicago would. I agree, would be a great spot. They've proved teams like the Steel have proven beyond the NHL you can have successful hockey teams in the city as well and it's one of the biggest cities in the country so always a good city to get into and they have Connor Bedard so there you go yeah, yeah there you go I'm just saying like, right he's the next right I he's mean, a passer now right he just passes <laughs> yeah. the officer that's what he does <laughs> and he's like you can't shoot you gotta pass yeah. okay okay you know. he did not McKinnon look happy going on that ice that's no. what I know that for sure well, they, was his jaw wired shut there or not? Yeah, I couldn't I tell know. yeah I couldn't tell if he was just unhappy or it might have still been wired I'm not sure or it, nervous. <laughs> yeah. Fun to watch McKinnon just rip the stick out of his hands when he yeah. wanted to look at it. It was, it yeah. was a good time. Yeah. Uh, number three, and Pittsburgh, this is one of two sites that will have a neutral site game this year for the PWHL. So I'm, I'm not saying they're already looking at expansion somewhere like here, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely heard there was interest there before. So, uh, you know, Mario and his group, I think, have, yeah. have done a great job marketing hockey. Um you know, I think it would be, again, it's in that kind of area where you could, it's easy to commute to. And, you know, hey, it, it'd be great. What would there's, what is it, two games or something coming up? There the are a couple of neutral site yeah. games, yeah. Yep, there are a couple of Are you guys up. in that one of them? We are no, not. No. no. Yep, we are not in those. Yep. I saw the schedule, but I didn't look at the teams, yeah. you know. Like but again, like I said, the games are kind of flexing a little bit. So yeah. it's, it's kind of changing. Like, I, I get emails every week, too. Like, oh, this has changed. Like, <laughs> oh. you know, the, the Mariucci thing. I, I was just like, I don't even know if it's announced yet. I think I just saw it on my phone, but it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. We're even getting abs games changed. Tomorrow's game, by the way, got moved up by an hour, chat, if you didn't know. Yeah. It's at five, not six. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, number two on this list is the other neutral site game site, Detroit. Uh, I may have ulterior motives about creating a rivalry by putting this team at number two, but I think it would be a, another obviously very diehard hockey city. For, for an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I think they do a good job there as well. I mean, yeah. I think if you looked at the numbers or USA Hockey and, and uh, in the girls' game, I think they would be higher up there. I would say Minnesota's number one, but then I would I would think that Detroit might be number two, right? just as far as overall numbers. And, and, like, when I look at our who's coming to our games and we have, you know, there's more there's more girls in the world than there are guys, and there's more, you know, hockey is definitely a growing sport in the, in the girls' area. So it's exciting for them to... You know, to have a chance to have a team there, I think it'd be pretty cool. I wonder, maybe you don't do Detroit. Maybe you put them up in Ann Arbor with the uh, USNTDP. Yeah. Where, where's the game at? Uh, I don't know. Neutral side. It's at Little Caesars. Oh, Little no, Caesars. Yeah. Little Caesars, Caesars yeah. Yeah. And Pittsburgh yeah. is at the, whatever, the yeah. Penguins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. PNC is it now, yeah. I think. PNC, yeah. yeah. I think it's it a PNC, yeah. 
Uh, and then number one, we're ignoring travel entirely and we're putting a team in Denver because that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's where Coach lives. So that's, that's good to me. <laughs> uh, no, yep. that'd be great. That'd be great. I mean, I think this is such a good sports town, too. But Someday again, they'll get out here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has to make sense, right? I mean, for the trial. I mean, like you said, you're yeah. you're far now with what is it? The American cities are Boston, you and New York, New York. So yeah, you're, you're you're a ways away. We're so. been on an island for sure. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Again, you need expansion. You need like, they'll put their heads behind it, and you know yeah. they're not just gonna all of a sudden say, "Well, let's put a team in L.A." You know, what yeah. I mean? and then it's like, "Oh, whoa, hold on." That's a, a whole different level yeah. of travel. You do that for sure. So, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun little exercise there. Yeah. That was our Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5. Some of those might be wishful thinking, but I, uh, I'd expect an expansion to a city or two, probably not too far in the future if the, if the PWHL is doing well. So looking forward to uh, the growth of that league and, and where things go. But I do want to switch a little bit towards your NHL career here. Uh, played in a number of different cities. Most of your time spent in Washington. Your year in Colorado, maybe a little bit after the primes of the the Peters and the and the Joes. Yep, I best just skated with them in the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> best player you ever played with in your career? Um, I would say best first period player. I kind of break it down a little bit because <laughs> I, I, when you play in seven different teams, you get a lot of <laughs> a lot of Hall of Famers and stuff. So, That's true. Uh, Yarmy Yager is definitely well, yeah. up there on the good best answer. first first period player. Um, and then best third period player, I gotta say, Matt Sundin is definitely up there. And I actually just ran into Matt's in Toronto because he was in for the uh, yeah. All Star, and we were there playing, you know, at the same day as the All Star game was. So, um, yeah, I ran into Matt's and his wife. Now he's got three small kids, which is unbelievable because he was, you know, a bachelor when I played with him, and yeah. he's in a different stage of life. So <laughs> they were enjoying a little time away from kids, uh, getting back to Toronto. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I play with a lot of Hall of Fame guys, a lot of great players, but you know, those two definitely. You know, stand out to me as as two of the be- two of the best for sure. What uh, I mean, s- switching gears a little bit too, and obviously you did altitude this year, and we, we used to watch you, and uh, you know, pregame, postgame, and what are your thoughts on the Avs edition this year? And you know, obviously, before leaving and taking the job with the, your your team in Minnesota, what do you think? Of the abs, and do you think that they'll be busy here? And those, as you know, you're familiar with the trade deadline, having been dealt a couple times. You know, what do you think they're gonna, or do you think they need to do anything, or will do anything? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, right? The game is so much more complicated now with the salary cap and and uh, who you can get and who you can't, who you can afford. Yeah. There's so many those guys who are the the cap crunchers are invaluable to me on how how teams seem to fit players into that system. Um, you have Campbell Carr and Nathan McKinnon, you know, and Rantanen. Like with those three, you, you've got horses. So yeah. um, you're going to be able to compete. You know, then it comes to depth, right? Or do they have the right uh, depth players for me? Adding Ross Colton was a huge add for me. Uh, I got to coach him in Syracuse. He's true. I, I'm not sure how he's yeah. done in the last month since I've been gone, but before then, I could tell he was finding his game. You can use him different roles: PK, power play, uh, checking role. Like you know. Having those players who you can put in different roles and they accept those roles is the difference in winning and losing. Uh, you know, I know the, you know, I'm trying to think. You had 37 when they won the couple couple years ago. He was outstanding in the playoffs. Awesome. Um, uh, you had um, who joined us for in. Uh, 
uh, Darren Helm joined us yeah. right in, yep. in uh, yeah. Vail for our alumni thing. Like, you know what I mean? Those type of players, it's not just is McKinnon going to be the best because you know he's going to be great, but they have good players as well, other teams. So to me, it's more of those other players and how they fit and how they buy into their role. Um, you can't take, you know, Eric, you, you got to experience it firsthand, the Rangers bringing in first-line guys and trying to put them on the third and fourth line. It doesn't work. Nope. So you have to have guys willing to accept whatever role you're going to put them in, yeah. and you have to value that role by playing them and make them a part of it. To me, that's how teams win. Um, you know, you watched the Knights win last year, like all the – the different pieces that added yeah. in there, other than obviously Marshall Show played great, Jack Eichel played great. To me, it's their their decor, their you know four five six D were outstanding. You know their goalies, they switched goalies three times. I mean, which yeah. has probably never happened in a Stanley Cup ever. Um, you know, to me, those are how you win Stanley Cups and win championships, and and just finding those right players. So it's the current Avs are, are fascinating in in part because of how unbelievable their high-end talent is. You're a long time. I, I don't want to label you, but <laughs> maybe a more you defensive can, you defenseman. Can. You can. It's you fine. can. Yes. yes. I do my role. Yeah. How about that? Yes. Coming from that perspective, uh, what's what's it like watching a Kale McCarr do the ridiculous things it, that it, he does? He's fantastic. I mean, it, it's awesome. And, and you know what's almost even more impressive about him is just the way he carries himself day in and day out. After a loss, like me doing the games on altitude, he's the first guy on the camera every time. And I was kind of like, it's him every time. And, you know, Kiefer said, hey, he's, he's a stand-up kid. who He'll take responsibility if, you know, he fell down on a play and they lost a game. You know, it was, uh, I forget, maybe it was Nashville game. Nashville yeah. where he yep. fell down by the net or yep. kind of coughed it up. Yep. Like, hey, he owned it and said, hey, I got to be better. And, you know, I mean, that's huge kudos as a, as a mature young man. Uh, but he is a young man. Like he's not very old to yeah. be able to put it on himself, saying, "Hey, that was on me. Like I got to be better, and I will be." And and then sure enough, he has whatever twenty five points, or he's beating Bobby Orr's record. Or, yes. I mean, all those yeah. things. It's it's phenomenal. Ridiculous so, stuff yeah. at that point. I mean, uh, before we let you go, like you know, just for people here in Colorado, like yourself and your lovely wife Robin, you guys have three sons, all hockey players, obviously. Garrett, the oldest that uh, doesn't play anymore, yeah. but uh, was a D1 college hockey player at Northern Michigan. Northern, yeah. I always get confused. Yeah. Western Michigan, it's one yeah. of those. You went to Bowling yeah. Green, by the yeah. way. It's one of those Michigan schools. So. <laughs> there you go, which uh, is awesome. And then he's got Mason right now that's at Ohio State uh, playing this year. And then Bugsy, that's in uh, Muskegon. Mus uh, yeah, yeah. Heading yeah. Heading NHL, Dakota, heading yeah. North, is it next year in North Dakota? Next year. Next North year. Dakota, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, drafted by the San Jose Sharks, which was fun. That was always exciting when you see uh, young Local kids kid. from the area. It's <laughs> awesome. And uh, But I just wanted to say, you know what I mean, like a, a great product of that decision you guys made in nine, whatever mid-'90s to, to come down here, and it's awesome. And it, it's kind of fun that it kind of worked out that way. But I'm glad that you're enjoying uh, what you're doing, and, you know, you have a fan here and all of us and Tiff and, you know, in, in following your team because it's uh, something to root for, and we don't have a team here. We just saw the top yeah. five. You know, who knows? Maybe there'll be one here, but just wanted to take a couple minutes to say thank you and your wife, Robin, and yourself, and we'll be following you, and it's been, it's been fun to have you here today. So 
Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate having me. Yeah, it's always been awesome to see how tight-knit the hockey community yeah, yeah. is with y'all. Uh, if you want to shout anything out or anything you, you're doing, feel free to go ahead or at least where the people can find you. Yeah, no, just, I mean, just, so, you know, the PWHL has just been an awesome uh, league so far, and it's a, a great experience for, you know, not only myself, obviously all the players. And like Eric said, to have a chance to play, you know, where, you know, young girls, uh, Charlie Host brought his daughter yeah. to the game yep. in Minnesota. And, you know, to see his the smile on his daughter's face yeah. meeting Kendall Coyne and seeing a game with 8,000 people there, like, you know, and she's 13 years old to say, Dad, I could play pro hockey yep. in front of, you know, thousands of fans like this would be pretty awesome. So, you know, for me, that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, passing it on to the next group of kids and and boys and now girls as well. So it's, it's pretty special league. And I'm I'm certainly proud to be a part of it. If you want to catch PWHL games in Minnesota, where Ken is coaching, you can find them all on YouTube. So That's it. super YouTube. easy to pull up and uh, watch a game. We were trying to be Ottawa fans, and they're off to a rough start. So <laughs> might have to swap to Minnesota. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you again, Ken, for right. coming on. We appreciate Thanks, you. I appreciate you. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, while you're watching the PWHL, make sure that you get over with Breck Brew. Crack a brew on your couch. Enjoy the game. Always a good time. Uh, I prefer the Avalanche Amber Ale. I might be a little bit biased, but you know, <laughs> tons of great flavors. Uh, we, uh, you can't go wrong with Breck Brew, and they're available in all 50 states. So go check them out. Use the Breck Beer locator online at breckbrew.com to find them at a local liquor store near you. And then, look, sometimes having beer money can be a little bit expensive. Sometimes you got to find a little bit of that money. So if you own a home, I want you to go over and call American Financing today and let them know DNVR sent you. The interest rates have dropped into the fives right now, and on average, American Financing is saving people $854 a month. Over the course of a year, that adds up to over $10,000. They can do that by tapping into their home equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. It's... You got to go check them out if you have the opportunity. It's a great way to save yourself a ton of money. Everyone who works there is salary-based, so there is no commissions or anything like that. They aren't trying to get on you. They just want to find the best options for you when it comes to setting up your finances the best way. And the best part is they're a local Colorado-based company, so they work out of here. They are licensed in all 50 states, so even if you're not in Colorado, you can get a hold of them. But uh, the Colorado folks are always our favorite. So give a call to American Financing today, uh, and you may be able to even delay two mortgage payments to save yourself a ton. You can call today. Let them know DNVR sent you over at 303-695-7000, or you can go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Again, 303-695-7000 to get a hold of American Financing. NMLS 182334, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. APR for rates in the fives start at 6.406 for well-qualified borrowers. Call 303-695-7000 for details about credit costs and terms. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, thank you again to, to Ken for coming on. But uh, we, we are going to talk a little bit of Avs ourselves, too. They have Carolina coming up third game of a road trip. They're winless on the trip. They they do have one overtime loss. Going back to Georgiev, is not the losing, but from what we've seen post-All-Star break, is this the new normal? Are the Avs going to have to start winning games 3-2, 2-1, that style of hockey? Or can they get back to scoring four or five goals at least some of the time? Well, I'm going to use AJ's line, you know, like... Can't I'll score your problem all the time, right? Or is it your line? AJ's Definitely more, not all the time. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, 
it, it can work. And, and you know, the ads with the firepower that they have, of course, they're going to sometimes outscore their problems. I mean, that's just the, the, the beauty of having the McKinnons and, and Rantanens and McCars. So do I think that the, the hockey gets tight, uh, more tight here coming down the stretch? Yeah, and it, it's proven every year that teams that are trying to get themselves, some, some teams are playing playoff hockey as we speak. Patty watched the job like but last week, right? And he's like, "Yeah, this is Islanders. This is playoff hockey till the end of the year." It is because you're in a do or die situation. So, the the games are tighter. They mean more. They're more tight checking. So it's going to be a little bit tougher uh, down the stretch here for the Avalanche to to keep that pace of five goals a game that last month that they had. And you and I talked about that last night. It's all it's absurd. You know, it doesn't exist. It doesn't it doesn't make <laughs> sense? Uh, but that's but that's how. You were able to manage average goaltending, right? Let's call a spade a spade. You know, yep. it was average goaltending. And then uh, now I think that having the break, uh, they've had their back-to-back, probably a day off today, right? I'm not even sure if they skated. I, I don't know. Maybe they did. They had a week off. It would make sense if they did. But, <laughs> again, it's going to be a light thing, a light skate if it is. Um, but I hate, you know that, I don't mind back-to-backs, and I hate three and fours. So tomorrow's a three and four. Uh, with a plane ride, and even though it's not that long of a ride from New York to, to the Carolinas, but um, I do believe, I don't know, it's hard to tell because it's such a weird back-to-back yesterday because they had seven or eight days off yeah. before having a practice. So I felt they were out of juice, you know, by the second half. You, you could tell. Oh, for sure. It wasn't as bad as the L.A. game early in the year when we were dying oh, laughing okay. here because yeah. it's like, oh, my God. They, they can't have, move. They <laughs> can't move. Uh, but it's hard once you, 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 you stop, and that's why I like breaks during the season, but not necessarily those big breaks. I'm just like, oh, God, because you got to get back in the groove. And I don't know if you, you know, by the time I got home last night, I watched the third period of Vegas and, and uh, Edmonton, right? So it's, that's you know. I don't know. Maybe the break is wasn't the right thing for the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers, right? You know what I mean? You go. Yeah, and they get, lost the streak. It's you know, over. the streak's over. You can blame the break. You know, uh, even though they played pretty good, they could have won. But uh, yeah, that's that's why I say I'm iffy on breaks. I'm I'm, I'm you need them, and sometimes it's just at the wrong time. And you know, but you know, for the Avs, listen, they they could have easily won both games. They didn't. Now it's getting back. This is a six game road trip. They will come out on top of this road trip. It will be a winning road trip i will hang my hat on that um so again tomorrow you got carolina and then i expect like you said georgiev to get back in there um get in the groove and and then who knows and obviously they have a plan mapped out here coming up for the trade deadline and what needs to be added and then like kenny was just saying with us right yep. sometimes it's uh go back to two years ago the lekanins and you know those I mean, even though lekanin is a heck of a hockey player i'm not saying that but it's it's not always about the superstars, you know what I mean, that you need to add, and you got to be careful with the mixture and the locker room and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what's coming up, but obviously it starts tomorrow with, with Carolina. So I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but how aggressive do you think the Avs will be in targeting? And I know it could be a goalie, could be a center, whatever it might be. Do you think we'll see a move in, in February, or are we going to be pushed up against the deadline for it to start happening? Um, here's my, you know, here's my take on it. And I've, been, and I've been thinking for a while on this, and it doesn't take a rocket science to say what I'm going to say, but because I'm not. Um, rocket surgeon, maybe. Rocket surgeon. Um, <laughs> I do believe that they, meaning C-Mac and the crew, 
will go dig into the goaltending position for, for, for all the reasons. Um, not blaming anyone. Circumstances of what, how it went down with Eustis and everything. Maybe they had something planned earlier. We don't know, and it's none of our business. We can just speculate. It didn't happen. Now, I do believe with the team they have, they got to protect themselves a little bit down the stretch here to make sure that they're goaltender. And you know I'm one of those guys. Like I'm like Bednar. I believe that since when that it's stopped that the guys can't play 65, 70 <laughs> games. So it's true because it's a legit question. Like, when did it change? Like, why? Like, travel's better. They eat better. Anyway, we can have a conversation <laughs> later about that because Rudo's against me on this, which is fine. And that's why I love them. And then, uh, but uh, I do believe they're going to dig into the, the, the goaltending pool and, and pull the track. I mean, would I love to have a Marc-Andre Fleury? I, I would. I think it's a perfect fit. The, the guy would need to want to come here to Colorado right in the stage of his career. So, um, and then tomorrow we'll have uh, on the pregame, we'll bring in Kirk McLean, former Avs goalie coach and National Hockey League goalie for 20 years and one of the best in the games. Uh, you know, talk goalies a little bit because, you know, we're intrigued. I'm intrigued. And, you know, why does he think it changed? He, he comes from the era of playing 70 and, you know, yep, obviously yep. he's older. He's, like, he's my age, you know. But, uh, and Av's goalie coach here with, with Varley, a big part of going to get Varley. And, um, but I, I, I'm intrigued to know, like, his thoughts on this. And it doesn't mean that you'll be victorious or I'll be victorious, but we'll know what a real goalie really thinks and how they feel in the net because it's such a weird position. Regardless of how many games you play, I think it's fair to say Jared Bednar needs a backup goalie that he can trust. Yes. As much as I would love for them to play and 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 give him a real runway for see if he can actually do it it's pretty clear if Bednar doesn't trust his backup goalie he just won't play him I agree and again I think that that that's fair that's that's his that's his way of I, I tend to agree with him actually you know so it's like it's okay and then and on top of it I think that you have such a good team here I'm talking about the avalanche you know like you meaning the management so they have such a good team and we all know, and again, I knock on wood all the time, but you know, you're one injury away or, or a bad weekend. We saw Miles Wood three weeks ago yep. get the flu or whatever it was and be out of commission for 10 days. Yep. I mean, honestly, like the guy was banged up. Can happen to your goalie. Again, that's why I'm knocking on wood, but I think that the Avs owe it to themselves as a franchise, knowing that arguably, whether you like the Avalanche or not, I mean, realistically, easily are probably top five favorites, obviously. I mean, if you look at the yesterday, they were still favored. But I'm saying, arguably, if you want different opinions, you know, they're probably easily top five teams that should win the Stanley Cup. So I think you owe it to your families, to yourself, to your players, to, to protect yourself a little bit in that aspect, where I feel they're a little bit at uh, in danger right now. And I like Eustace. I, I love him. I'm a big fan of his. So, But probably not ready for, for that if something of that nature sure. happens uh and then you're like oh god i mean all it takes like miles wood that's one series i'm talking about last week yeah you know, no. it's it's 10 days it's a series you know give and take yep and it, it, that's what it is it's that simple so for me that's why you know it'll be fun to have kirk on the pregame show tomorrow and, yeah um you know it's such a weird position such a different position um and they're such on, on by themselves on an island and you know uh usually 
Uh, if you look around the league last night, you know, like I said, Edmonton lost for the streak. They didn't beat the streak, but how, now there's, you know. How tough is that? You win 16 games in a row, and you're third place in your division. <laughs> and, and you can easily all of a sudden, because you know when you win 16, you get away with a few. Oh, right? for sure. That's, life. It's That's not, just I'm not reality. Yeah. The Oilers. It's, it's reality. And then all of a sudden, like, you, know, when you, come back, you might drop three out of four mm-hmm. because it's just your luck runs out on top of playing great and having the coach bump and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, so all good. But they played unbelievable hockey. Uh, they played unbelievable uh, in the net. Stuart Skinner's been good. Yep. Uh, but all of a sudden, you can easily drop three or four. Next thing you know, like, you're looking in the standings, you're like, man, like, like to your point, you're like, really? <laughs> this is where, we're, I mean, they were in such a big hole. But yeah. my point with goalies is just to get around the league last night, I was laughing and this morning reading, you know, the, the, the news on the internet and Jonathan Quick going for the third game in a row. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden people, oh, it's not a goalie controversy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It isn't until it but is. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> you play a guy three games in a row after a, a, a all-star break? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you played before and then the first two and... It's not it's like your par- other guy needed rest after the all-star <laughs> I'm just saying, it's part of the plan that they talked about well i don't know maybe it was but it just sure seems a little bit weird right and that's why goaltending is such a weird position it's a tricky position um and that's why they're all interesting and then kirk is certainly a guy that's interesting so we'll talk to him tomorrow and then and then he'll be able to to relate to us a little bit how things you know for georgiev and and guys even because again we'll touch on kirk tomorrow but there was, I, I do believe they had four goalies uh, his rookie year in, in, in Jersey, being Sean Burke, Craig Billington himself, and Chris Terreri. All four high-end draft picks, and that's Lou Lamarillo for you. It doesn't matter. And next thing you know, they all four had lengthy NHL careers. Not with the Devils, but <laughs> that's where they all started. Yep. Kind of crazy, so. All right. <laughs> One final question for you here. Yep. Over the, the two games post-All-Star break, yep. you have a goal from McKinnon, you have a goal from Rantanen. The other two goals are from your defense. Oh. I, I get Lecky was a big part yeah. of the McCarr goal. I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no other forward has put the puck in the back of the net. Who's got to step up and start scoring some goals in Colorado's forward depth right now? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've seen it in, in those all, you know, the, 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 the spurts, right, of – the, the avalanche of, you know, no pun intended, of goals that they had, right? You know, Logan O'Connor got a hat trick. Then he got two goals. Uh, you know, I I like your line. You always say, it's good until it's not, right? You know, it's been good until it's not, well, right? And then That ends. line will continue to be good, but I don't think you can realistically expect the goal scoring production. And, and that's where it leads us to, and we'll talk about here coming up, um, with the, t- uh, the trade deadline looming and, uh, you know, and we always say, that, God, it's such a hot topic, the, the second-line center topic, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a hot topic since Kadri left, right? Which, And I like the way AJ says it all the time. It, it wasn't normal, the Kadri <laughs> it year. Wasn't. Right? It, it just wasn't, right? Kadri you, you, can't redo the Kadri. <laughs> like you and AJ talk about it all the time, having lived it, having you know, been on the beat and watching every game. Like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, to what extent doesn't exist. Now you got Vancouver that, you know, all of a sudden they straighten themselves down the middle by going to get Lindholm. Then you have Winnipeg that, you know, you, you like Sean Monahan or not, it's still an upgrade on what they had. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, and he's playing good. And 
Obviously, he's healthy right now, and Monaghan's going to help the Jets. Um, so now you have the Avs and you have Boston. So you know who's fighting for the Enriques of the world. And, you know, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you don't get to cop out and say the guy they trade for, though. I want someone on the lineup who needs no, to score no, more. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sorry. I'm getting to it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my, <laughs> I was all over the place. I was going to Pueblo and then, you know, <laughs> coming back. So, and then Fourth Collins. And, no, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I mean, we all know the second line. Like, you know, Rigel's been a tough fit. Um, it just has. Um, and sometimes it's just the style of play the avalanche. And, and I think you're the one that pointed out like, you know, numbers-wise, he's been pretty good the last three, four games. Since and, Leckie you know, stepped on his yeah. line, the, the underlyings have been fine. We all know yeah. that. Leckie makes you better. We all know yeah. that. Leckie, you know, he's he's a fixer, yep. right? And so yep. is Val. Yep. Uh, Val, you know, being gone is, is a big deal, too. So hopefully Val comes back and, you know, ready to go and for all the the, the reasons, right? But uh, I, I think they will need in the playoffs, especially if, if assuming, you know, Val would be back and... I still think that they got to find someone to, because I hate one, two, three lines. Uh, but you know, Dang, realistic, I know, I know. realistically, Colton would, you know, uh, you know, LOC would be an unbelievable third line. And, it you know, would, they, yeah. and it would be probably one of the best in the league. So um, the the fourth line would would fix itself, and and we always talk about the Avalanche's decor by jumping up on the play by again, use you know, t- two goals yesterday, right? Um, yep. And again, the third one that was. Arguably could have counted, didn't count, whatever, by Manson. So you know they're going to get production. They lead the league in production that way. It softens the blow of the weaker second-line center. So I do believe they need to fix that as well. So, I mean, somewhere, somehow, it is Rigel's position I'm talking about. Um, Because at some point, it becomes tougher and tougher in the playoffs for like Kenny said earlier, for the McKinnons and Rantanens. And, yep. You know, you're going to expect them to produce, but, man, are they tight-checked and played so tight. And so you do need the secondary scoring. And uh, besides the D that we always say is kind of a cop-out, you know, to say that they're not perfect. But, again, Kadri's not going to exist uh, unless they go and trade for him. That'd be awesome. I don't know how you make that work. Again, that's why C-Mac makes the big bucks, and, and we don't. Um, but... I think that they're going to have to fix that that hole. And sometimes just one player to go get in and it fixes everything. So it'll be interesting to see. I set it up on a tee for you. Say Zach Parise has got to score some goals. Yeah. Didn't take it. You didn't take it. Oh, you know know what? It's my fault, man. It's... (laughs) I didn't even think about it because I'm still not there that he's there. You I know, know, I mean? Mentally, know it's so weird, right? <laughs> right? No, I mean, I, I again, that was a good point by you there. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I'll raise my hat to him. Uh, 39 years old, haven't played in, I mean, I don't know how many days that is, but wow. I mean, that is not an easy thing to do, uh, to play a game in the National Hockey League. So raise my hat to him. He, he looked good, didn't look out of place. He will help the Avalanche. Um it's an upgrade on, you know, I hate to say it, but like Kiwi Ranta or, you know what I mean? So I think it just pushes people down where they should be in the lineup. Uh, Parisi, his versatile, he has seen it all. He's been around forever. Um, doesn't have that one cup. So you have that thing that, you know, can help motivator, push. Yeah. Motivator of, you know, good friends with Jack Johnson. And, you know, like and they say he's just a rink rat, loves being around the rink, loves being around the guys, loves playing the game of hockey. So... I think it's an, an easy ad for the abs. They didn't have to do anything for it, right, which is awesome. Yep. It seems like he's kept himself in awesome physical condition, which you should uh, be if you're trying to make a 
a comeback, so to speak, and in, in the league, it's not an easy league to just uh, all of a sudden like put your feet up for, I don't know, nine months, and they'll say, oh, I'm gonna go play hockey, and that's it's it's not the Sunday night like you know midnight beer league game. It's 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 a tough league, and he's been good, really good, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, so far in the last couple of games. Any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Um, no, just looking forward to to the stretch here, which is usually the most fun time. And even a lot of teams, the Avalanche is so different because they want to be the last time, the last team standing at the dance. And yep. and and but for different teams, though, for up and coming teams, this is what managers talk about: meaningful games, and that's what they're talking about. It means playing down the stretch here, being part of a race. Uh, you know, playing games that are meaningful. It, it is a different way. It's like a goalie making a save at four nothing, right? It's a different save than if it's one one. Yep. Uh, so those when those games mean something. It's fun to see how guys react around the league, and some some teams are not ready, and they they just fold and they and they falter. Yep. Uh, and you'll see that here coming up. But uh, the Avs, I think they're ready for it. I think they're relatively healthy. Um, I think Val is is a big. Uh, you know, piece that if everything works out would we'll be back. Uh, but I do believe they will dig in uh, and, like I said, maybe an extra forward here uh, to solidify that second line scoring. We'll cross Somewhere, that bridge somehow. soon, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe a goaltender to, to whatever, make everybody feel more secure. So looking forward, it starts tomorrow night. Like yep. you said earlier, it's a f- uh, 5 o'clock game for us here. The time got changed. It's not 6, it's 5. Carolina's a good team. Um, should they be a are. good game, and uh, be looking forward to, to to watching that game, and and then obviously be at the halfway point of the road trip after that game, yep. right? So, three out of six, not the best right now, win wise in that road trip, but they'll get it together. They'll be fine. They beat Carolina. They're back to five hundred on the trip, exactly. right? Exactly. It it changes fast. Exactly. Uh, please do go check out the PWHL if you haven't had the opportunity yet. I love watching it myself. You can go watch Ken coach the Minnesota PWHL team. Highly recommend you you have a look at it. I, I have a ton of fun watching it. We are out of here for today, though. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us, talking some hockey. Uh, we are back tomorrow. As uh, he said, we have Kirk McLean coming on the pregame show for tomorrow's game. And then, obviously, we will have the postgame, too. So, We will talk to you tomorrow.